ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் த லைஃப் ஸ்டைல் ஆஃப் பீப்புள் இன் திஸ் ரூலர்ஸ் டொமெயின் அஸ் போர்ட்ரேட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு ஒன் டுவெண்ட்டி நைன் பெண்ட் அபவுட் த வேலர் கிங் ஐ அண்டிரன் பாய் த போயட் உறையூர் ஏனிச்சேரி முடமோசியார் The verse is situated in the category of Padan Thine or King's Praise and highlights the generosity of this king. Kuri irai kurambai kuravar makkal, vangu amai paluniya teral mahilndu, vengai mundril kuravai ayarum, teem sulai palavin mamalai kilavan, aai andiran adupor annal, இரவலர்க்கு ஈத்த யானையின் கரவு இன்று வானம் மீன்பல பூப்பின் ஆனாது ஒரு வழி கரு வழி இன்றி பெரு வெள்ளெனின் பிழையாது மண்ணே அன் எக்ஸ்பிரசிவ் சாங் தட் ப்ரெசன்ட் சீன்ஸ் ஆஃப் லைஃப் இன் கிங் ஐஸ் கண்ட்ரி த போயிட்ஸ் வேர்ட்ஸ் கேன் பி ட்ரான்ஸ்லேட்டட் அஸ் ஃபாலோஸ் Mountain dwellers who reside in huts with narrow eaves save a mature toddy poured into curving bamboo cups and relax by dancing kuravai in their front yard fenced by vengai trees such are the huge hills adorned with sweet fruited jackfruit trees in the domain of king i andiran consider the number of stars that bloom on a cloudless night covering the sky entire with a flood of light such that there is not a single spot of darkness the number of elephants granted to supplicants by this respected warrior is no less than that let's take a closer look at this verse the poet brings before our eyes an evening in the life of mountain dwellers referred by the term kuravar we see these people holding curving bamboo cups in their hand brimming with the finest toddy after savoring their drink they all get together and do the kuravai dance which is an ancient dance form wherein the dancers hold on to each other's hands and sway in a circle the poet tells us that this dance happens in the courtyard surrounded by indian kino trees Shifting from this small village the poet gives us a bird's eye view of i andiran's domain which consists of rolling hills decked with jackfruit trees renowned for the sweetness of their fruit turning from looking at the land to the sky and that to a night sky the poet imagines a cloudless night when all the stars are shining so bright that there's not even a single spot of black in the sky even so the number of elephants that i has rendered unto his supplicants will match that number of shining stars the poet concludes remember that this is not a sky like ours where even the brightest eyes need to do a lot of peering to make out the shine of stars it was a pollution free time and the skies are sure to have been crystal clear When the poet compares such a number of stars to the number of elephants given by the king no doubt there's the poetic license of hyperbole we can only infer that it was quite an impressive number 
apart from this frequent praise that we keep hearing in Puranānuru verses about elephants and chariots being given away, there's another true kind of richness this verse depicts and that is delighting us with the life and leisure of the common people, those ancient mountain dwellers. Perhaps the poet only wanted to provide a setting to get to his core message of praise, but 2,000 years later, that's what charms us. And likewise, isn't it possible that some part of our work that we may consider trivial today will turn out to be the thing that keeps our future descendants entranced? For instance, could it be the subtle background noises more than the words of this podcast? Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.